Hey, 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 welcome back to my podcast. I'm so happy to be doing this because it's been exciting so far. And the feedback I've been getting from everybody is like mind blowing. Thank you so much for your love, your support, and always tuning in to listen to whatever I have to say. This means the world to me, honestly. You're very special. You mean a lot to me. I'm not even joking. But yeah, welcome back. My name is Bibi for those that are tuning in for the very first time. I'm a Nigerian blogger and podcaster based in Toronto. And I love to talk about everything that has to do with Jesus, faith, going in the faith, the love of God. So I'm your plug if you need some kind of encouragement to have a better um, faith walk, I would say, or if you're struggling to improve your prayer life or devotional life or anything of that nature i'm definitely your girl i'm very passionate about helping believers get much more mature in the faith and just grow and come into a deeper revelation that god loves you and is not angry with you so that's that's like i would say that's like my own version of our elevator peach so today i'm gonna be talking about how to live boldly for jesus and it's such a interesting topic to me because sometimes um we feel insecure and like uh i don't even think my level of rapport with god is so good right now so i can't even put out a i'm in love with jesus tweet or my facebook post or even share the gospel we're always so like oh, i'm not in a good place right now i'm not ready i'm not good enough so living boldly and living up unapologetically for christ is not in our mind because we're like we feel sometimes inadequate and i'm about to just cancel that myth like there's no inadequacy for anyone that isn't christ anyone that is one with christ anyone that has been born again born by the spirit like there's no inadequacy you're the righteousness of god in christ jesus because you put your faith in christ you've been made like christ as he is so are you in this world so there's no sense of low self-esteem when it comes to your relationship with god like god is not looking to see if you're imperfect so that i can shun you it's actually the opposite he actually wants to be with you all the time and want you to spend time with him too as well so yeah i just wanted to debunk that i'm not good enough for jesus or i'm not good enough to talk about jesus thing that some of us have going you're good enough you're proof in christ um yeah if you want to learn more about this good enough thing i'm talking about i actually did a pretty cool post on my blog www.bblamore04.com and, and it's titled key identities of a believer and it kind of runs through what we are in christ and how we can start to see ourselves the way christ sees us the way god sees us instead of seeing ourselves through the lens of our mistakes our experience and our situation so look at me going out of topic <laughs> so just let me pull myself back into the conversation so we're talking about living boldly for jesus and this was actually inspired by one of the devotionals i was doing for my church tsp and it was titled leave it loud and 
the devotional kind of started with like you being asked to imagine like a football stadium where there's a match like all the teams are wearing their team jersey they're shouting they're cheering on like they're unapologetically in full support of their team like so passionate so loud and they're so confident in like their team's ability like you can even hear people arguing like oh yeah my team is gonna win no your team sucks and like you can see all the banter and all of that they're not ashamed to shout to argue to chant to put on bright colors to even paint their faces paint their bodies like even this passes the um soccer stadium up to like their social media talking about for example like oh this season liverpool is blah 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 or arsenal is blah 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 i'm not really familiar with like football lingo but yeah we've seen that and it kind of like reminds me or kind of paints a picture of how we believers ought to be about christ we ought to be unapologetic about him talk about him all the time tell him like brag about him to our friends like oh my god if only you knew my jesus like one of the scriptures i really really appreciate and i think it's a beautiful one is romans 1 verse 16 and it's apostle paul speaking in the scripture saying for i am not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of god that brings salvation to everyone who believes first to the jews then to the gentiles like for someone to say i am not ashamed it means they can go any like there's no okay this is my office space i'm not talking about the gospel or oh this is my my throwback friends this is my friend from college no this is not a place for the gospel like it's you saying i'm not ashamed of this thing that saved me i'm not ashamed of this thing that brought salvation to me i'm not ashamed for of this thing that transformed my life i'm not ashamed of this thing that made me a bona fide citizen of heaven and i'm not afraid to make heaven because i'm in christ and christ is where i always live so it's so beautiful like honestly in nigeria we say this thing like you carry something on your head which basically means like christ should be on our like it should be our focal point at all time you carry him on your head in all the things you do for the world to see like i don't joke with my jesus i would always talk about jesus and how important he is to me and how he has changed my life kind of like the story of the samaritan woman whom jesus met by the well and told her about how she's had so many husbands pretty much told her you've had a very questionable life but if you drink of the living water you never go thirsty again so you can see in that situation the woman was thirsting for something moving from one husband to another there was definitely something she was looking for that an husband excuse me could not satisfy until she met jesus and he quenched that thirst forever so yeah in everything we do in every relationship we have in every word that proceeds out of our mouth it's important for us to exude the person of christ we should not be ashamed to identify with christ we should not be ashamed to share this message of hope to people around us it's the message that saved us don't we want other people to be saved remember it is god's will 
for everyone to come into salvation and his way of enforcing his will for lack of better word that's why he's enforced is to get us out there and to evangelize to people and get them to see christ for who he truly is and get them to believe get them baptized in the holy ghost baptized by immersion and get them started in a in a faith in a meaningful faith journey so i just wanted us to to know that and if we do read philippians 1 27 to 28 um i currently have it here in amplified version and it's a bit long-winded so i think we're gonna do niv and he says actually niv titles it life worthy of the gospel and he says whatever happens conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of christ then whether i come and see you or only hear about you in my absence i will know that you stand firm in this in one spirit striving together as one for the fate of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed but you will be saved and that is by god so yeah that's it like we have to live a life meaningful that highlights the fact that we've received the gospel and we've believed it and we should not be intimidated or ashamed in sharing this gospel that saved us there's nothing there's nothing to make you feel intimidated or ashamed the gospel is god's power unto salvation and i know sometimes you might be feeling like ah i'll pass on evangelism I really don't want to put out that message out there about the love of God because you feel like you may be attacked and be like, ha, huh, Becky, you're now talking about Jesus. I mean, like, what do you think you are now? And you feel bad and you delete it because you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not that good. Maybe I'm struggling with like one scene or another. Who am, am I to really talk about Christ if I'm struggling with one aspect of my life? The honest truth is that we're not called because we're perfect god actually knows how to make our imperfections shine forth his glory if you're perfect like there's nothing for us to reflect in christ i mean perfection is the goal that's the journey we're heading towards but yeah like it's okay to be imperfect and still talk about christ it's totally fine like I get messages sometimes and people ask me like oh i wish i can be like you i wish i can talk about god all the time i wish i can do this and i'm like what's stopping you my brother what is stopping you my sister and they're like you know what i just feel like i'm not good enough or my life is not perfect or i'm still battling with for example fornication and i look and i'm like wow christ doesn't even see this when he looks at you god doesn't see this when he looks at you when he looks at you he's like oh my son my daughter you're worth saving you're worth dying for and that was why i died i was buried and i resurrected on the day so when you believe me in me you can be approved you can be anointed in front of me to go out there and preach the gospel like it's the truth you aren't saved because you are good or you are perfect or you are spotless or you are sinless you are saved to become 
all those things. You were saved to become perfect. You were saved to become sinless. You were saved for so many purposes to proclaim God's kingdom on this earth. So I, I just want us to stay clear of this sort of like inadequacy when it comes to our place in Christ because Christ doesn't see you that way and you have to stop seeing yourself that way and another thing is like Christ actually makes us an able minister of the gospel when we stepped into Christ he isn't checking to see oh is Shade perfect enough to do this work no it's saying you know what you've stepped into me now i've made you perfect i've made you my own righteousness go out there and do what you're meant to do i think it's second corinthians 3 verse 6 i think a or b that says he has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant so we're not struggling to do these things because in christ we've been enabled to do these things effortlessly if only we allow ourselves sometimes like one of my favorite favorite scriptures is second corinthians 5 21 that says he made he when you know sin to become sin for us so we can become the righteousness of god in christ jesus Whew, that's one of like that verse sends goosebumps down my spine because it says god made christ who knew no sin to become sin for our behalf on the cross when christ was on the cross it was sin personified so when he died we died with him when he was buried in the tomb we're buried with him when he resurrected on the third day we resurrected with him and now we're be- we have become the very own righteousness of god like if god is not struggling with sin we've been empowered to not struggle with sin i don't know if someone is getting what i'm saying today because it's so so profound amplified version of that second corinthians 5 21 the latter part says we would be made acceptable to him and placed in a right relationship with him by his gracious loving kindness so he made he who knew no sin to become sin for us so we can become the righteousness of god so that we can be placed in a right relationship with him and be made acceptable to him so you've been accepted by god when you stepped into christ you became accepted by this loving father you became accepted by abba he's not looking down on you he's not saying who look at the person i shed my blood for on the cross of calvary messing up no so why do you look down on yourself why we've been made ambassadors on this earth to preach him boldly so we can bring more people to him we can bring more people to the kingdom of god from every man every woman every child that's what we're here for and i just love second corinthians 5 if you followed me for a while you know i always talk about verses in second corinthians chapter 5 because it just it just takes a lot of things home for me as a believer if you have time just study that book of second corinthians chapter 5 so second corinthians 5 20 in amplified version says so we are ambassadors for christ as though god were making his appeal through us 
we as Christ representative plead with you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled with God. So this is what we've been called to do. We've been called into the ministry of reconciliation, going out to the world and telling people, God is not angry with you. We've been sent to go and beg people and let them know like God is not angry with you. Because there are people out there that they feel like God is angry with them. God is not making his face to shine over them because they committed one sin or another. Or those that are feeling like, oh, they are even angry with God. They have a bone to pick with God. So we've been enabled. We've been tasked. We've been given this work to go out there and tell people God is not angry with you. He expended his anger on Jesus on the cross of Calvary. There is no ounce of anger in him towards us because we're under the dispensation of grace we're under the new covenant so i just wanted to put that out there as well you're a spoke spokesperson on earth you as a believer if you're not living boldly and unapologetically for christ where else do you expect to do that it's just me and you it's literally me and you and every other believer so i'm like um, I think this is me pleading and begging us to find out what our identity in Christ is. Because being timid is not an option. When you know who you are in Christ, whew, it's like there's nothing stopping you. You're one with Christ. You're son. You're not a slave of the kingdom. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're a citizen of heaven. So we're not here stressing about, will I make heaven? Will I make heaven? No, when someone asks you, oh, when Christ comes, where will you be? Tell them, I'm going to be where I've always been in Christ. Because heaven is not what you're trying to make anymore. When you stepped into Christ, you you became, excuse me, you became a bona fide citizen of heaven. So you're not concerned about that. You're not scared. We've heard people do evangelism and what they're preaching is, oh, you will go to hell. You're wearing jeans. You're plaiting your hair. You're wearing makeup. You will go to hell. And like, it hurts me because I know that's not the gospel. That's not the gospel that saved me. The gospel that saved me is not shallow. It's not fickle. It's not, oh, because you have attachment on, you're not good enough. Or like, no, it's not. The gospel that saved me helped me experience an internal transformation. There was a regeneration in my spirit. So, like, there are a lot of people that are hungry for this word. Even believers, unbelievers, believers as well. Because they've never heard the fact that God is not angry with them. So, I just wanted us to, to know that. You're, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So your natural dispensation is boldness. It is boldness. And your boldness is not determined by your socioeconomic background, your educational qualifications, how much money you make, how many countries you've been to. No, 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 no. That's not the measurement for how we should be bold in Christ. Because we did nothing to receive the free gift of righteousness. And the boldness should not be because of anything we've done or we've not done. It's just by God's grace. And we should bask in that always. My prayer is for us to be that generation. You know that generation that is 
hungry for Jesus and is on fire for Jesus and won't stop talking about Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus over everything. Because we got to live unapologetically for Christ. When you look at the gospel, you look at everything the gospel has brought into your life. It's the least you can do, brothers and sisters. Our sins have been forgiven, not only the sins that we've done in the past, but our past, our present, our future sins have been forgiven. God is and cannot be angry with us. He loves us. He called us by his grace, his loving kindness, not by what we're doing. He didn't call us because, oh, somebody can preach or someone has never told a lie or someone is meek and gentle. That's not why he called us to save us. He called us because that's just who he is. That's just who he is. So please, I'm begging you, make a personal decision to live unapologetically and boldly for Christ in everything that you do. Let the person of Christ be recognized. Let the person of Christ be recognized. Flow with the Spirit of God. So yeah, that's that's my message for today. I hope I wasn't rambling too much. I just want you to know that you've been empowered to live for the gospel, to breathe the gospel, to share Jesus to all people, all men, women, and child, the person you hate, the person you love, the person you think isn't good enough. Just share the gospel. Tell them that God is not angry with them. Tell them about his unconditional love, that it's not contingent on what we can do or what we can't do. So yeah, I just really hope this has blessed somebody today. Thank you so much for listening to the very end. This means the world to me. Um, I do hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. I pray that all your expectations become manifestations. I pray that you experience God like never before this week. I pray that you're super productive in your job. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Till next time. Have, have, have a wonderful, wonderful time. Bye-bye.